0: Hello you. Welcome to this space. I'm your host Ruth and this is No Time for Small Talk. The podcast where we unpack the more complex and deeper aspects of life and explore taboo topics with curiosity and open discussion. We will be delving into mental and physical health, addiction, trauma, birth, death and pretty much anything else we can dive to the depths of. If you have found your way here, I'm sure you are searching for something deeper And I hope these conversations provide you with enlightening perspectives, comfort, education and a smile or two. So wherever you are listening, welcome and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another week of No Time for Small Talk. I'm your host Ruth and I'm here on another solo episode today and today I wanted to talk to you about the topic of cycle-based awareness. So this is a topic which I feel is a super, super important topic, not only for women who menstruate and have a cycle, but also for pretty much everyone And if you are a male listening to this episode, I would highly recommend for you not to switch off and for you to actually tune in and listen and gain some wisdom and knowledge from this episode. This topic is such a vast and important topic and the best way that I can speak on it is really from my own experience. What is cycle-based awareness? Essentially, in a nutshell, cycle-based awareness is getting to know your menstrual cycle. It means keeping track, uh, if possible, daily observations on how you feel, any symptoms you're experiencing, what your mood is like, what your energy levels are like. And it's keeping track of your energy patterns And really using this knowledge to optimise how you work, how you exercise, how you plan and structure your weeks. And why did I want to discuss this topic and talk about this topic? Well, for one, I feel that this is a topic which brings an awful lot of discomfort and there can also be an element of shame around this topic and about speaking about menstruation bleeding cycles. And in my experience, when I began um, becoming aware and paying attention to my own cycle, my own rhythms and cycles, it really allowed me to get a deeper understanding of myself as a person. It allowed me to get more in touch with my emotions, get more in touch with my moods, understand the peaks and troughs of my energy It allowed me to create space in my month where I kind of allowed myself to really rest and recover and understand when I felt really different or when I had different emotions come up that I had kind of a reason for it and I could understand more about myself and really honour myself more in my body. Before I launch into the different phases of the menstrual cycle, I did just want to speak a little bit on the kind of history of repression of women around cycles. So unfortunately over the past generations, um, women and the power of a woman's cycle has been really squashed and really dulled and there's been an awful lot of Um, shaming around the idea of bleeding and there's been this interesting stance whereby when a woman is menstruating it's almost supposed to be kept secret hidden so you'll see a lot of women buying sanitary items pads tampons it'll be this awkwardness or this almost trying to hide I know that a lot of girls at school, it's a real uncomfortable and shameful time. And there's kind of that idea of, you know, putting your sanitary items up your sleeve while you walk to the bathroom and not wanting anyone to know. And there's this real sense of something that's not spoken about, not honored. And it means that a lot of women grow up feeling really disconnected from this really potent cycle that's within us all and what I've found through myself and also lots of other women that I've spoken to is that when we actually take the time to reconnect to this cycle to our own cycle this comes with so much innate wisdom And it comes with an empowerment of understanding yourself, understanding and knowing what to expect and what to predict within the space of a month. Knowing how to work with our cycle to when we feel more energized and when we feel more boosted, we can do those tasks and we can exercise harder and we can push ourselves at work. And knowing that When we get those dips and those times when we really need to stop and drop and go inwards, if we allow ourselves to do that, it actually has a knock-on effect with how we show up for the entire rest of the cycle. So having said all that, I'm going to now move on and talk a little bit on the different phases of the menstrual cycle. So phase one is the menstruation phase. This is the actual bleed time. And if you're looking at this from a seasonal perspective, a lot of people will refer to this time as winter, inner winter. So this is where oestrogen and progesterone will drop. The shedding of the uterine lining occurs. You will feel generally really tired, lethargic, maybe experiencing some pain, It's a time to really slow down, be still, and a lot of women will find that they really want to be alone in this time. It's a really important space to reflect, to find solutions that you may have found challenging for the rest of the cycle or not kind of had a solution to. This can be a really good time to look back and reflect on that and kind of come to a solution it's also a time to really listen to your body with what you're needing and to indulge in what you are needing. Um, it's the ideal time to really take that extra special time for yourself, maybe go on a breakaway or have a retreat or just give yourself that extra nourishment. Um, If you are someone who is not currently bleeding, whether that is maybe you're pregnant, maybe breastfeeding, maybe you've gone through the menopause or maybe you've had a hysterectomy or there's many other reasons. If you are still wanting to follow a cycle and use cycle-based awareness, you can align your cycle and you can follow the cycle of the moon. So in this time, the menstruation winter time, you would be going from the new moon Then we move on to phase two which is called the follicular phase. So this is where oestrogen will rise. Cervical fluids will start to appear. This is the beginning of the fertile window. Libido will rise. You will be feeling generally more social, better at communicating, more creative. Confidence generally begins to increase and energy starts to rise. This time is the inner spring. And again, if we're going from the moon, this would be the waxing moon. Phase three moves into ovulation phase. And this is the time of peak fertility. So if someone is wanting to avoid getting pregnant, this is the time to really, really be conscious And again, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if that's something you're trying to call in and hope for, this is the best time. Cervical fluid really increases during this time and libido is at its peak. This is when a woman is generally the most confident and outgoing of the whole cycle. So at this time, we're generally the best at expressing ourselves, the best at bargaining and reasoning And feel really on top of the world. Like there's endless possibilities and if you are competing in sports or exercising regularly, this will be the time where you really feel like an athlete, where you feel like your body can just go and go. You're feeling strong, confident, really energized and like you can really push yourself in this time. It is important not to overcommit during this time and to be careful not to put too much into our diaries because this is the time where we are feeling the most energized, the most confident, the most ready to go, that sometimes we can use that energy and commit to things later on in the cycle when we really will be feeling that we wish we hadn't committed to. So just to be careful not to overcommit too much during this time and this is referred to as our inner summer and again from the moon this would be the full moon. Phase four comes around to the luteal phase and this is the longest phase of the menstrual cycle. Generally will run for roughly two weeks and at this stage estrogen has dropped and then it spikes a little again. Progesterone has increased during this time and the body generally starts to heat up and feel really warm it's said that at this time the two hemispheres of the brain have the most crosstalk and if no fertilization has occurred during this cycle estrogen and progesterone will begin to drop and that's when pms symptoms can occur So energy will normally drop a bit and we stop to kind of crave company so we start to feel a little more inwards a little more like we want some space on our own. We find it a lot easier to focus on detail-oriented tasks and administration tasks during this time and generally anything that is bothering us during this time will be very heightened and very in our face so maybe you always find it a little bit annoying that your partner doesn't unload the dishwasher properly but for the rest of the cycle you're able to just brush it off as just one of the things that you do differently at this time during the cycle it will irritate you so much that you'll be snapping at your partner and telling him he has to change so things like that generally generally will come up during this time it's really important if we're able to catch ourselves to try and hold what is bothering us to express later in the cycle somewhere around ovulation because it's also during this time that we're a lot less able to express ourselves and how things come across and come out generally don't get the best outcomes during this time. And this is known as the inner autumn And would be the waning moon. So that's a really quick rundown of the different phases of the menstrual cycle. And depending on each individual person, the length of time that each of these phases will last does vary. The kind of normal or standard length of a typical cycle is anywhere from 28 to 35 days. And so each of these phases will vary a little bit from woman to woman. But in general, the typical symptoms or energy levels will be typically the same from woman to woman. However, where this changes is when we haven't paid attention or honored each of the individual phases in the way that our body is really asking us to. So, for example, if during our menstruation phase we were feeling really really exhausted we were craving rest we were needing space and time for ourselves we were maybe in some pain maybe experiencing a lot of discomfort you know fatigue and if we don't honor that let's say during the week of our bleed we Push ourselves every day. We maybe push ourselves to go to the gym, to work out, to work really long hours, to then go out and meet friends and be sociable, to then go out and overcommit to extra activities um as a hobby or you know, on the side, or to support a friend or a family member at an event, let's say. If the entire week of that week we haven't paid attention and honored our need to go inwards, our need to rest, that will spill over and impact our energy levels and our mood during the rest of the cycle. So, in that particular example, what might happen then is when we move into the follicular phase, our body doesn't have those resources to draw on to allow our energy to really rise along with the oestrogen. So what that could mean is when in a healthy person who's really listened to their body throughout that menstrual phase, they might be feeling more social, ready to kind of move back out into the world a little bit, maybe start maybe a bit more movement in the body, a bit more exercise. Well, if you're feeling still depleted because you haven't rested at all during your bleed it may be that this period of time is a bit stinted so maybe instead of feeling really social you're kind of feeling that pull to be social but actually you just don't have the energy and you want to go out and see your friends but you just can't because you're too tired let's say um you may have this creative energy inside wanting to come out and wanting to burst out but again you're just feeling that depletion and that exhaustion that maybe you've got all these creative ideas but you just don't have the energy behind you to bring it into action and then how can that continue to knock on so let's say then we shift into ovulation time the time where we're libido is at its highest, we're super confident and outgoing, good at expressing ourselves, bargaining, feeling on top of the world. Well, if we're still super depleted from the beginning of that cycle, we might be actually, we might have all that energy and excitement and confidence behind us, but maybe it comes out in sort of a negative way. So maybe instead of being Super confident and excited, we're coming across as arrogant and rude and angry. Maybe we are feeling energized and like we're on top of the world, we're just not able to fully express it in the best possible way. And then generally, it'll come back round through the luteal phase and back to menstruation, and we'll be just as exhausted as when we began. And then it can be this knock on effect where we're not really feeling that those ups and downs and it's more a baseline level of not very good. And the thing is, when we work in alignment with our cycle and in alignment with our hormones, we can actually reap the benefits of each cycle and learn the wisdom that is contained within each phase Okay, so what are some of the things that we can do to begin to connect a little bit more with our own cycle? So one of the best things and the easiest things that you can start to do, which is something that I started when I began to pay more attention to my cycle, is that you just keep a daily, very simple record of how you're feeling and on what days of how you're feeling each day of your cycle. So, how you can do this is if you have a diary that you write your week and month into, or else you just have a little notebook, you can just begin on the day that you start to bleed. And again, if you're someone who's not bleeding at the moment, you can begin on the day of that new moon. And what you'll do is beside the date and the day, you will just write a number one. So, number one denotes the day that you begin bleeding. And each day, you will just carry on from that. So number one, two, three, four and on and on. And beside that, you will just write one word or one sentence on how you are feeling or anything that's coming up for you in that moment or on that day. So maybe today your word is tired. I'm feeling tired today. So then you'll just carry on with this. And you'll keep going up in the days until the day that you next bleed. So that will again go back to number one. So let's say you carry on, carry on, carry on and you're on day 27 and then the next day you bleed. So you go back to one. The next bleed isn't a number 28, it's a number one. And what you'll find is when you've been doing this for a few months, you can start to see a pattern. So maybe you'll notice on every day 14 you say I feel absolutely phenomenal or maybe you'll notice every day on day 25 you start to say I'm really irritable and the thing about this is it just begins to show you that we have patterns within the cycle that are repeated every month and something that's really interesting about this is I know a lot of women when we're not paying attention to our cycle, we have times where we feel absolutely crazy, absolutely insane. Maybe we are feeling super depressed or really, really um, outside of our body or outside of reality, or maybe we're feeling just so angry at everyone that walks past. And when we're not paying attention to our cycle, we can really beat ourselves up in this time. So we can start saying things like, oh, I just, I'm so unpredictable. My moods are so unpredictable and I'm just so crazy. Or I'm just such an angry person. I'm really horrible to be around. Or, you know, I'm just super moody. You know, these are things that we hear from women a lot. And again, the interesting part is when we begin to really pay attention to and keep track of our cycle, we might see these patterns. So the beauty of this is we can, first of all, honor that this is a pattern and this is a cycle and this is something that we experience each month, every month. And and what you might find is When you begin to notice the patterns you can first of all begin to adapt and change the things that you're doing based on these patterns. So let's say for example every month on day five you write in your diary something along the lines of I'm just feeling needy or I'm feeling like I need more love and attention or I'm feeling like Nobody loves me. Let's say you're writing something like this. Well, you can then pay attention to that and notice okay, every month during this window of time, I really need more love. So I really need to feel more connected to my loved ones. I need to feel like I'm important, like I'm special. I need to feel that I have time and space to really be held and to be cared about. And then what can we do with this information? Well, if you're in a relationship, this is something that you can share. So you can share this knowledge and information with your partner. You can say, hey, every month during this time, you can even write it in a calendar so everyone knows what's going on, what day you're on. This is what I'm needing. And if I receive this, I feel a lot better and I'm able to move on and be more comfortable throughout the month. For example, on the other hand, it's a time where we can give that to ourselves. So maybe that looks like during this time, you will make that effort to run yourself a bath and you will watch your favorite TV show, or you will, you know, buy yourself the most delicious chocolate, or maybe you're going to get yourself a takeaway on that night. Maybe you're going to go and spoil yourself and have a massage. But what it's about is paying attention to the times where you feel a certain way and then creating space in your life to support you while you feel that way. And so, again, in an ideal world, would we able to live perfectly in sync and in alignment with our cycle? Yes, in an ideal world, we would. In an ideal world you know, as we bleed, we completely rest and we go back to having the red tent and we gather as women and we support each other and we get completely held and loved and nourished for a week every month. And then, you know, we're able to really experience the rest of the cycle in a fuller and more embodied way. However, that's not the reality of the world that we live in, in most of our societies and most of our cultures today. So what can we do instead? Well, maybe we can make sure in our diary, we are not scheduling in the extras during the week that we bleed. So they're the weeks that we're not adding in having a dinner party for 10 of our friends. We're not adding in, you know, hosting the parent teacher meeting at our home. We're not adding in going late night shopping for some extras that I need to buy for a a fashion show in six months you know we are not adding in extra hit workouts that we have to get to at the gym we are consciously adding in things during that week that we bleed that will allow us to slow down to rest to recover to nurture ourselves So maybe that looks like during that week, we've prepped some meals ahead of time. We've thrown some meals in the freezer. We're able to just take them out and have quick meals. Maybe it means we're able to work a little bit shorter hours. Maybe we're able to put down the laptop in the evening and watch a movie. You know, just kind of bringing in Things that will support our overall self and nourishment during these important times of our cycle. And then when we get really comfortable with understanding our own cycle and our own patterns and our own rhythms, we can actually use this to fully plot things into our calendar. So, as I said, you know, you're not going to use the week that you bleed to schedule in all these extra activities. But you could shift all those activities towards your ovulation week, towards the week where you're going to have more energy, feel more sociable, feel more ready to go and, you know, rock the world. And then you can shift things around. So those smaller, more detail oriented tasks you can bring to the week prior to your period, you know, those Maybe you can look at planning, you can look at scheduling, all of that stuff can be done in that follicular phase. So it's really just about connecting to the cycle, connecting to your own rhythms and patterns, and then using that awareness to support yourself throughout the cycle. And what you will find is as you start to connect deeper to this cycle, you will begin to feel a sense of real wonder and amazement at the body and at the female magic that is contained within each month, within each cycle, within each of our bodies. You know, it's just, it's fascinating. We have so much to contend with and so much to navigate between each day to day in one month that it can be an absolute roller coaster. And cycle-based awareness doesn't change the shifts in moods and the shifts in emotions and the shifts in hormones. But what it does do is allows us to be aware of them and to create structures in our life and around how we live that allow us to flow with these changes and with these different shifts as best and as easily as we can and once again what I've found in my experience of using cycle-based awareness and really paying attention to my own body my own rhythms and cycles is that it's allowed me to let go of this feeling of unknown or not understanding myself and my own body and my own emotions I know before I ever started to really connect to and pay attention to these rhythms I just felt like I was all over the place all of the time I didn't feel that I had any control or understanding of my mood swings or of my you know changing emotions from week to week And then when I really started to connect and understand my body, it just gave me a sense of like an exhale. It gave me a sense of deep understanding. And it really made me just so um, amazed by my own body and its capacities and all of the different changes that we experience each month. And It made me realize that when we have this knowledge and when we're empowered with this understanding we can really create a life and patterns and routines that support us in every possible way and make our lives just feel so much easier. So I would really love for you to give this a go. Um, Maybe this next month that you begin to bleed or again if you're not bleeding that the next new moon comes along you can really just start to pay attention maybe writing one word for how you're feeling on each day and just follow this for a few months um i would love to hear any feedback i would love to hear any insights you gain and i will also link some extra resources in the show notes, and I'll pop them up on the Instagram page too, because this has been a really brief, short, concise rundown of cycle based awareness. There is so much more to the female cycle, there's so much more to our hormonal changes and really understanding all of this on a deeper level. But I kind of just wanted to make this episode an intro into this whole topic and to just invite you to begin to connect with yourself your body and your rhythm in your own way and then from there you can take it a little deeper with each cycle. So I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and please share it around with any woman in your life or anyone you know that would like to begin to connect deeper with their own cycle and yeah I'm gonna leave it there on a little bit of a shorter episode because I think that there is so much more to cover but I think that it's a great starting point for anyone who's kind of new to this cycle-based awareness stuff um so yeah thank you for listening and I will talk to you again next week bye Thank you for listening to No Time for Small Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, share and leave a review. Remember to follow our Instagram, No Time for Small Talk, for extra resources and to be the first to hear about upcoming guests or events. If you would like to connect or find out more about my work, you can find me on Instagram at Ruma Integrative or by emailing ruma-connect at outlook.com. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.